Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. Second Corinthians, and I want to read uh, read some verses here. I want to I want to set up something that I think is a thought. It's a little bit of a different sermon, maybe today, but it's a thought. Sometimes God will God will give me a. Um, sometimes I feel like you get like a big sermon and then other times I feel like I just, I get a thought, like a concept um, that speaks to me. And, uh, and I want to share it with you this morning because I think if you can catch this, um, it'll, it'll help you. That's, that's what we need, don't we? We need help sometimes and that's what the Word of God is for us. It's that guidance and, that, and it's that direction. But Paul says in 2 Corinthians Chapter 4 and verse 16, we're going to start, and I'm reading from the New King James. Therefore, say therefore, therefore we do not lose heart or heart. Shut up. Even though our outward man, listen to Paul, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Say that word moment. Say it again. Say moment. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us. Far more exceeding and eternal. A far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Therefore, don't lose heart, even though we're outward man is perishing. Our inward man is being renewed day by day for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, say moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight, weight of glory. Paul is, uh, is talking about challenges. He starts off talking about these challenges and he calls them light afflictions. And he speaks of these, these light afflictions and he's, he starts off really comparing, comparing two things, doesn't he? He says that this, this, not to lose heart because my outward man is perishing. And then he compares what's happening to his outward man with what is happening in contrast. What's happening to his outward man is very different to what's happening to his inward man. This is this. I want you to see what Paul's doing here. He's making this comparison. He's he, he's not he's not ignoring the fact that he's going through something. He's not ignoring the fact that that yes, yes, th- this is a tough one. That's what Paul's saying. This is tough, but there is this there is this comparison. The outward man is going through this. Then he says, but in contrast to that, while this is going on. I got something else going on here that he's not getting so caught up in what he's going through that he's missing what he's called to. That he's 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 comparing them. He's 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 saying, "Yes, yes, I've got this this outward man thing going on, but then there's this don't forget there's this inward man that's happening." While over here he's saying, "Don't get caught up 
don't get caught up in, in what's going on. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, there's challenges. Yeah, there's delays. Yeah, you're waiting for God to do something. But, but don't get so caught up in what you're going through that you forget what you're called, called to. Because while this is going on over here, there's another work going on over here. That this over here might be draining all your strength. It might be draining all your attention. It might be draining all your energy and all your focus. But look at this contrast over here. Something great is happening over here. The enemy's coming here, but God's doing a work here. You're facing an attack over here, but God's working all these things for the good over here, that God's in this. This is what Paul is doing and he's doing it in verse 16. And then he goes on and he keeps doing it in verse 17. He, he says it for our light affliction. Now he's doing the same thing again here. It's the, it's the, the light affliction. He's talking about it. He's saying it's, it's, it's hard. It's, it's a light affliction in comparison to this over here. You see what's happening? You see what? This is how we need to look at the Word of God. Lion, sometimes you gotta take time. Sometimes we're too quick, I think, to, to rush through, you know, to just read as much as we can, tick a box and, and, and tweet it and tell everyone I did my Bible study. But how much did we get out of it that can carry us through what we have to go through? Sometimes you can just get half a line, one word, one sentence, one phrase. If you'll take a moment and really look at it and really dig into it a little bit, the, the deeper you dig, the greater the gold. And maybe if you need to you dig a little bit more, you'll get something. And that's what I want you to see here, this, this comparison. And so verse 17, he says, this light affliction, this light affliction, which is but for a moment. Now I want you to see what he's doing here. Verse 16, and stay with me. We're, we're gonna get there, I promise. It'll take me 30 minutes, but we're gonna get there. It, 22 now. And, and, and it's, it's, listen, he starts off the comparison, right? The, the, the bad stuff going on here. This is what I'm going through, but I know what I'm called to. Verse 17, he keeps doing this comparison, but in verse 17, he takes it to another level because he says, this light affliction, which is but for a moment. What you're going through is but for a moment. Say a moment. But then he goes further. He does it now. He switches it where he's no longer now. He doesn't just compare what he's going through to what he's called to. He says, but for a moment is working for me. See what he's done here? I hope you're catching this. He's saying now, now he's saying this light affliction, this, this, this challenge, this, this delay in your promise, this battle that you're in right now, this temptation that you're facing is a light affliction, but it's just a moment, say a moment. And he says further to that, it's a moment that God is actually about to use. He says, it's a moment. What you think is this light affliction that's holding you back, you see it as being something that, that, that's keeping you from what God has called you to. But Paul says, no, 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 this is not keeping you from it. This moment is a part of it. He says, this light affliction, this is working for you. You think this is something that you're just gonna leave behind, but God works, works, He works all things for the good. So the thing that you're so quick to leave behind, God is saying, don't drop it, pick it up, because I'm the God that'll take it and use this moment to move you forward into your promise. It's a, it's a moment, it's, it's a moment that God is going to use. It's not a moment that perhaps we want. 
but it's a moment that God will use. It's not a moment that perhaps we even think we need, but it's a moment that God will use. It's not a moment that seems, sometimes it's not even a bad moment. Maybe it's a moment of delay. Maybe it's a moment of a situation that you don't understand. Maybe it's a moment and even to call a moment might be really, really watering down what you're going through. But in comparison to how good and able your God is, let's call it for a moment in the face of the devil that's trying to use this thing to hold you back. Let's water down what the enemy's trying to throw against you. And let's just call it a moment for the, can we do that? Let's just say, it's just a moment. It's just, tell somebody, it's just a moment. It's just a moment. In fact, it's a moment that God is gonna use right now. He's gonna use this moment to move you into your purpose. It's a moment that doesn't make sense. It's a moment that seems insignificant. It's a moment that you look and you think, why, why am I doing, what, what is this? What is this season I'm in? Maybe it's a divine detour like we talked about last week and you've taken a direction that doesn't make sense. And you think, why, why am I still battling this? Why am I facing this temptation? It's a moment, it's a moment that God is about to use. This moment that you're in is incredibly important to where God is taking you. He's gonna use this moment to work a miracle. He's gonna use this moment. It's an integral part of the ingredient that God is baking up right now in your life. He needs this moment. So take that moment for what it is and give God glory right while you're in the middle of it for little moments that sometimes don't make sense to you, but they make sense to your God. Give Him praise right now in the early service. At 10.20 on a Sunday morning, while the caffeine might be still kicking in, just give God praise for, 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 Moment, this is what I this is what I want to preach on. This thought is I want to preach on moments that matter. Moments moments that matter. We in church we we elevate miraculous events, don't we? We 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 elevate them and they're amazing. Who doesn't need a miracle? Who who doesn't want a breakthrough? Who doesn't love a miracle? Who doesn't love when things, come on, when, you know, we preach on the suddenlies, that'll get a shout suddenly and we go nuts and we want to do a lap around the room. Hey, and we get excited because I, I, that, that's, hey, hey I, I, I like suddenlies because we like it when things happen quickly, don't we? That's why we like our microwave. We, we don't want to wait. We want it to happen now. That's why we have drive through. We don't, we don't want, but, but what I want to show you is I wanna show you that more often than not, in Scripture, whenever God does something miraculous, that there were moments that actually took place that built to the miraculous event. That we jump, we jump straight to the event. We, we jump straight, but, but if you jump straight to the event, you can miss the moments where, see, see, see the, the, the miracle blesses us, but the moments mould us. And if we are so quick 
to, to elevate the event, we'll miss the moulding that God wants to do in the, in the process, in the moments. But if we understand and we learn to actually magnify and give God praise in the moments, in the little things, then we are allowing the Holy Spirit through the moments, those moments that don't make sense. When we're giving Him praise right in the middle of the moments, we are acknowledging that while I wouldn't choose this moment, I recognise that You're working it for my good. And there's a moulding that's happening in the moment that's preparing me for the miracle and for the person that You need to be when the miracle comes. So I want you to see that moments, moments matter. Tell someone moments matter. Mo- they ignored you. Try someone else. Say moments matter. There are, there are moments. There are moments in your life that matter. Remember the story of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego? What's the first thing that we think of? We think of three dudes in a furnace, don't we? That's the first, because that's the miracle. That's, that's, that, 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 these dudes got put in a fire and, and, and they, thought that, they thought it was all over. The king threw them in the fire and, and, and the Bible says that it was burning and then it says they looked again and they went on just three dudes, but there were four. That's that moment in church, you know, where we're like, I said there were four. We all jump up and we say, God's with you. And we say, touch five people and say, there's somebody else in your fire. And that's it. That, hey, hey. Hey, come on, you were fighting hard to stay in your seat, weren't you? You're about to swing your jacket. Because listen, because, because, hey, hey, it's a miracle. And it's powerful. And it stirs faith. But these jokers didn't come up with the type of faith that will stand tall in a fire overnight. This story didn't begin at the entrance of a furnace. It began chapters later. Chapters later. Let me show you some moments. And the king appointed for them a daily provision. Daniel chapter 5 and verse 7. The king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine of which which he drank. This king got turned up. He had some nice wine in his room and he was ready to share it with the boys. But they said, you know what? We don't want this stuff. So at the end of the time that they might serve him before the king, now from among those goes through who the different men were, Daniel's men. And in this bunch, in this group of men was Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And they were offered to to indulge of of, of all of the food and all of the delicacies and all of the wine that everybody else was doing. But in this moment, these guys said, "Ah, we're not, we're not. We're called to something, something, something greater. We're not, we're not trying to be self-righteous, but, but you know, I'm speaking to a little bit more than what is written in Scripture. But Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, in this, in this little moment that, that there were no, that we don't read about angels coming in, in that moment. It wasn't, because often that's what moments are like. That, that it's not this big, huge, extravagant, powerful angels come pouring in and surrounded them and lifted up their arms and gave them the strength to stand. No, no, no. It doesn't say that. It just said that they looked and they said, uh-uh. It was just a moment. 
How many, how, many, how many opportunities do you get day to day? I know we talk about miracles on Sunday. We want God to do this. But what are you doing when it comes to standing for the things of God tomorrow? When no one's around and you don't feel the goosebumps and the band is not here and the lights is not here and there's not some Australian guy screaming at you and you're just by yourself and you have the opportunity to, to, to give in to the temptation and give in to what the enemy's trying to put in front of you and you don't feel all powerful. It's just a little moment. But what will you do in that moment? See, it's, it's moments, moments build to miracles. But we wanna jump through moments thinking this stuff doesn't matter. But it's this stuff that's building in you, the integrity that when God does the miracle and elevates you, you won't settle for something less than what God has for you. You won't give in to temptation when you're on the platform because you learned what it was just in the little, the little moment. It's, it's in a moment, but watch what happens. They, they, they have this little moment and, 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 then, and then it continues. If you follow their story, if you follow their story, it continues and they get, they get, they get favour. God gives them favour and then they come before the king and, and the Bible, we know the story. It's in Daniel chapter three and it talks about that the, the king put up this, this, this idol. He said, everyone bow down. Everyone bowed down. And, and again, the, the, these, these three dudes are standing there and everybody's bowing down. It's, it's not power. We don't, we, don't, we don't read about angels coming again. We, we don't read fire doesn't come from heaven. No, no, it's, it's just three dudes. I like to picture these guys standing, everybody else bowed. They know, they know what the penalty is. And they're standing, three guys standing there. They look and say, you're gonna bow down? I don't know. If you do, I will, bro. I'm not standing up here by myself. We're not meant to do this. Are we going to do this? You picture them talking. Are we going to do it? Bro, this, that joke had heated up that furnace. I won't go in there. You going to go in there? You, you, it would be different. It would be easier if, if there was talk of a, a, a promise from God that had been spoken to them through a prophet. Wouldn't that be easier? That said, you're about to go into a furnace, but don't worry, I'm with you it would be easier to stand in that moment, wouldn't it? But there, was, there wasn't that because they were, not, that they were just standing on just sheer integrity and, and direction from God that they knew what was right and they knew what was wrong. And it's in, listen, it's in that, that, that moment, that moment that they had to decide. Again, what's happening, you can see this journey in these three dudes. This, these, these, these jokers didn't get in that, first, it didn't happen overnight. It happened just, just day upon day, line upon line, precept upon precept. That's what God's doing in your life. You feel like you're gonna do something great one day for God and I believe you will. But right now, wake up tomorrow, read your Word, give God glory, live a life of prayer, live a life of integrity, just maximise every moment that comes across your path and recognise that God is moulding you in the moments for that miracle event. But you cannot skip. You cannot be so skipped to skip over His, his moments because he, he shaped them and He moulded them in those moments when they said, we're not gonna eat that. And when they said that we will not bow. And then they knew because of the moulding that happened in the moments when they got to the miracle event, they were able to stand and God moved, but it did not happen overnight. It happened through just little, just little moments. Remember Joseph? We think of Joseph, don't we? We know Joseph's story. We know that Joseph was given favour. This dude had favour over and above. The Bible says that he was set in charge over Egypt. 
over Egypt, right? This is the dreamer. This is Joseph who can, he can interpret dreams. What positioned him in that position of favour over Egypt was, remember, he interpreted the dream of the king. But remember Joseph? You, you don't need me to tell you that Joseph had multiple moments that built up to the miracle event. Moments that, that, that he, he, would, he probably would have been quick to just curse and tell God to take him out of there. But there were moments that were building him, moments that were shaping him, moments that were moulding him to be the man of God that would stand with integrity over Egypt and rule over the land and be gracious to his brothers. That, that, that type of stuff doesn't happen overnight. It's moments, it's moments. And the Bible says that when, when, when Joseph, remember when Joseph is in the prison, he's in the prison with the, with the butler and the baker. And he's in the prison and, and, and both these dudes come to him with, with, a, with, a, with a dream and Joseph interprets their dream. He interprets their dream. In, 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 this, in this moment, in a prison of all places, Joseph had every right. And we look at it and we skip through it. Listen, if it said that Joseph told the butler and the baker to go jump because he was bitter, because he couldn't believe why he was there and his brothers had rejected him and he'd been falsely accused and put in prison. And now these two dudes want interpretation for a dream. Bro, I don't have time for you. What are you kidding? Don't you know what I've been through? Don't you know what I've gone through? You think in a prison in the middle of this moment right now in my life that I'm gonna help you out? That would have made sense. In fact, that's how so many of us live. We're so quick to justify how we treat people and what we do in the moment because of what's happened to us. We're not recognising that God is still with us despite challenges, despite issues. We still have moments that we can maximise and use for the glory of God. And in this prison, Joseph in this moment in prison says to a butler, I'll, I'll interpret your dream. And he interprets his dream. And look at how powerful what you do in moments will affect your miracle later because it was the very man that was in prison with Joseph. And in that moment where Joseph interpreted that man's dream, that God moved that man before the king. And it was the butler, it was that man that spoke up to the king and said, I remember a moment back in prison where there was a man called Joseph who interpreted my dream. And if he did it back, then, then maybe He can do it for you now. What Joseph did in that moment, positioned him later for His miracle. Are you missing a moment? Are you missing a moment? Remember Elijah and Elisha? Elijah and Elisha, we talked a little bit about Elijah last night. Remember Elijah comes down off the mountain. After, this, uh, after Jezebel was trying to smoke him and he comes down off this mountain and he's all pumped and he's excited because God's gonna do something through him. God told him, we're gonna do this, bro. He comes down. doesn't say bro in the Bible, I added that. And, 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 and Elijah comes down and he sees Elisha. He sees Elisha. Keys can come, I'm gonna finish. I told you, it's just a thought. It's just a thought. Keys, keys, and, 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 uh, keys can come. And so he, uh, Elisha is, is plowing the field. He's plowing the field. He's working. He's flipping burgers. He's making coffee. He's, in, he's going into that meeting. He's going to school. He's not, listen, he's not, there's nothing, nothing powerful. You, you, you can read this story. There's, not, there's nothing, it, it's 1 Kings chapter 19. You can look at it later. Elisha 
He's plowing a field, just doing just the day to day. And the Bible says that Elijah comes down and Elijah takes off his cloak. And we don't get it. We think, we think it's like giving him a jacket. It's, it's different. It, it, was a, it was a mantle. It was, a, it was representative. That, that It was how that they would, clothing in, in biblical times often represented who the person was and the level of authority that they had. That's why Blum Bartimaeus, that's why that story of Blum Bartimaeus was so powerful because what he was wearing identified who he was as a beggar. So when he threw it off, it was a declaration that this is not who I am anymore. So when Elijah is wearing a cloak of a prophet and he comes down and he takes that cloak off, he puts that cloak on Elisha. But there's no, we, we, the story of Elijah and Elisha, the first thing that we think of is when Elisha asks Elijah for a double portion. I don't know if you know the story, but you, you, you can look at it later. It, it's in 2 Kings. But he, he asks Elisha for a double portion. And Elijah was powerful, but then Elisha did more than Elijah because of the double portion. If I, if I got up here, right, and, and I preached on a double portion, you want to get excited right now, don't you? Come on, double shot from heaven. Come on, double scoops. We're all about, hey, throw one more on there. If I take my son for ice cream, he doesn't want one scoop, he wants double scoops. Double shot me up. We Listen, because we want more. I want more from God. But this, that, that, that miraculous event where fire came down from heaven, where the Bible says that Elijah was taken up. Bro, can you imagine where Elijah was taken up to heaven and the Bible says that Elijah had said to Elisha, if you are there when I go up, you will receive a double portion. And that's what he got. Probably, if, if, if not, they're one of the most powerful stories in the Old Testament. But it did not happen. This incredible, incredible, extravagant miracle event did not happen without a seemingly insignificant little moment in a paddock where a dude called Elisha was ploughing a field and Elijah put the mantle on him. And the Bible says he put the mantle on him and walked off. And so Elisha is left with this decision. What do I do right now with this moment? Do I recognise this and say, this could be. See, it takes faith to maximise a moment because you don't know whether you're in a moment of faith or not. You don't know whether you're in a moment that's gonna position you for a miracle or not. It takes faith. And Elijah had to say in his spirit, this could be. This could be nothing. This could be some joker that just came down and gave me his jumper, gave me his sweater. Or this could be a moment. This could be a strategic turning point for my life right now. What will we do in the moment? In the moment. And the Bible says that Elisha, he ran down Elijah. He ran him down. He said, I see what's happening here. I see the opportunity that's in front of me. And if you follow this story, 
in, in 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse 1, Elijah says to Elisha, this is where the miracle, listen, the miracle event is about to happen. It's about to happen. I've found this. When you are closest to your most powerful miracle event, you will experience your greatest oppositions. Your greatest, listen what happens to Kings chapter two, verse one is building up, bro. We're getting there, double portion, two scoops. It's about to happen. He's about to walk out with this thing. He's about to get everything that he's chased down Elijah for is about to happen. And then Elijah says to Elisha, stay here, please. For God has sent me on to Bethel. But Elisha said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. You know that friend that you can't get rid of? You, you, know, you, you, you know that person that you just can't shake and they just seem to hang around, it just gets awkward every time that they're there, but they just, this is, what, this is what, He says, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Now the sons of the prophets who were at Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, don't you know that the Lord's gonna take this dude away from you? And he said, yes, I know. Keep silent. Moments. Moments to give up on what he'd been believing for. Moments to settle for less than what he felt God calling him to in his spirit. Moments to get insecure when the very man he was chasing down and wanted more from was the same man that turned and said, stay here, I'm gonna keep going. Moments when he could have given in to doubt and doubters around him that said, what are you believing for God to do that in and through your life for anyway? Why do you keep believing for a husband or a wife? You're 38 and single. Why are you doing this? Moments when He could have settled. Moments when people said to Him, why are you believing God's gonna bless this business? This is crazy. You're not that smart. Moments when He could have settled and He could have given in to what everybody else was doing around Him, but He kept going. You watch the story. And Elijah said to him, Elisha, Elijah said to him again, please stay here. He says to him, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. Every time we resist the temptation to give up in the moment, you will build a greater tenacity for your miracle. And He keeps, he keeps going. We don't have time, but you, you read this story, it continues to happen. Opportunity after opportunity to either give up or opportunity after opportunity to keep going. There's no, listen, there's no angels here. I read it. I read it over, trust me, I read it over and over. I kept waiting for an angel to come and strengthen this poor dude. You, you listen, he's following Elijah, Elijah. Elijah's saying, stay here. Elijah's saying to him, give up. I'm waiting for an angel to come. That would have encouraged me, you know, if an angel had to come and said, hey, it's okay. It's okay, little guy. You keep going. You keep keeping on. Come on, that would have been nice, wouldn't it? But then he just keeps in the moment, he just keeps having faith. In the moment, he just keeps believing. 
in the moment, He just keeps doing what's right. This is, this is, this is, this is where we grow. We grow, the growth is in the grind of just day to day. We want these big miraculous events. Let me tell you, and I hate to break your heart and I might not see you next week if I say this, but more often than not, it's not the big miraculous events. It's just growing in the grind each and every day saying, God, I trust You today. I don't feel it. And I feel like I'm in the middle of a moment and I feel like it's delayed, but I trust You and You're faithful. And I don't need to see a miracle in front of me to speak to the faith level that I'm gonna have. I just believe You at Your Word. And I believe that yes, there's a miracle coming, but between where I am and the miracle I'm believing for, there's a few moments and I'm gonna walk through those with faith and with power and with the Word of God in my heart and with praise coming out of my mouth because my God is faithful. Whether I see a miracle or not, I'm gonna praise God while I'm going through my moments. I don't know what you're believing for and what you're doing, but I do know this. If you right now would give your God some praise, maybe you're walking through a moment and God's saying in the middle of your moment, give me praise because I'm still the God of miracles and moments. In Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were blessed.